0: Well, why don't we start it <laughs> off? Because our guest today has helped us out before you know, with our... Uh, I already
1: don't like him now.
0: April Fool's video. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah,
1: that part I like. But...
0: You you don't... Should we just start off with it then? Well, I'm just trying to figure out. He just drops a bomb on me right before you hit recording. Well, that's the best part. Now you feel like our guest. We start recording
1: and you're <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> I told you I wasn't quite ready for this podcast. I've been like... I was like, hey guys, I don't know how good I'm going to be, I'm like fried from doing QuickBooks stuff and then all of a sudden you guys drop a freaking turd on me and and hit the record button.
2: (laughs) It used to be the buddy show. (laughs)
1: It used to be, it was it before.
0: Yeah, so I guess we can start with that then. Cody was almost your competitor. Oh yeah? Along with a couple of others, yes. Because he was really quick on the phone when I decided to put Plumtree up for sale for sale i can't say what he said when he called but it was pretty colorful why not what did he say because <laughs> i don't curse like that on our podcast well shan's <laughs> got a beep button <laughs> I mean, there's a good beep.
1: she even you know she even has one for me saying beep so that she can use it in the future so she was wanting, she's like i'm gonna keep that little section of you making the beep sound and at some point she's gonna use my voice as the beep oh instead of a generic that, beep. that. yeah
2: that conversation with Doobie probably went something along the lines of "You're selling plum tree." Beep 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 beep. beep, beep,
0: beep. <laughs> 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 yeah, it probably was. Nick he was fired up. So,
2: yeah, I was really considering it. I mean, there's some good talks about it. I talked to Lopez about it. You know, I just it didn't work out, but I was really interested in buy- buying plum tree right away.
1: So I don't know if I talked about this, and did I did I mention? One of my thought processes in in that when I one of my motivations for for buying Plum Tree I don't know was Jason was, uh... Joby. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Jason. I mean, I, I wanted to <laughs> Well, J- hey, yes. I'm out of here then.
0: See you guys. <laughs> you throw me
1: under the. You throw me under the bus. I throw you under the. That's how this works. Okay. okay. <laughs> like, All right. Everybody gets thrown under the bus. But uh, no, I was I was one of my my one of my contemplation was is. A new guy coming in to the to the to the vehicle you had built, and that vehicle was starting to get round wheels. Like it had square wheels in the beginning. It like. chipped them off enough that it was somewhat <laughs> right. round. It was, it was like octagon wheels. You know what I mean? It still vibrated. There was you couldn't just like haul ass with it. But I was worried somebody new coming in would be gun ho. I mean, be ready to roll. And so, I mean, they'd just be passionate. Eight
0: hundred pound driller. Right? I'd be like, God dang it! We just whittled him down. No. i know we talked about that pretty much you know in the beginning because yeah i had already burned out by that point you know it was yeah it, i was worried wow. about somebody coming in that
1: wasn't burnt out and i was like damn it we just about got them cornered Yep. We got
2: them contained and what's the best and what's the best way to grow a business <laughs> buy your competitors out <laughs> I don't know if that's
1: the best way,
2: but it worked
1: for me. I don't have a problem with it. It was the easier way for me to be like, well, I could either fight another guy for two or three years, or I could try to get along with Jason. And I'm glad we we chose the first one, the order. Because it's worked out pretty good. Yeah, I think
2: you guys have done a really good job. I mean, it's, it's always fun talking to Doobie or you or whoever else answers the phone. I like to mess with them all. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know the gal's name, but I know she knows my number. And he, oh man, it's that billiard guy from North Dakota. What am I? What is he gonna have to say this time?
1: <laughs> That's gotta be Jess. She's from North Dakota too. I
2: think. I I think it is, but some. So she's already got I'm...
1: your number. Like <laughs> Jess is like, yeah, the North Dakota jerks, man. She already she already knows.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that was uh it's crazy. It's been that long How
2: ago. What, how long ago did you buy him out or how long ago did that happen?
0: We were just talking it about four that. Four years ago. ago. We talked about that the other day. Uh, so
1: there's right a thing on. when you work at W after your five year anniversary, I try to like, I want to do something cool. So I was like a gun. It is, which everybody except bill. Bill got a sword. A pretty cool sword. It was a cool sword. Yeah, I, was, I want it back. I want to be like, "Hey, Bill, can I get my sword back?" I don't. Know, he probably don't listen to this podcast, but if you're calling, I'll <laughs> buy it
0: back from you, Bill. Yeah, right.
1: Oh, I like that sword. Yeah, it, was it was a cool, big old man. like
0: Excalibur looking Highlander sword. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, that that was a. I, so on the rifles, you know, Matt was the first one to hit five years. Well, I was per technically, and I did get my gun. Just so you know. <laughs> you even got to pick um, it out i did and so um the it was 4570 and so i had the the logo en- engraved in it and then and then matt got one and then uh mike got one and, and so I was out in James I was like shit i forgot James or not James jason i was like thinking last week i don't know what i was doing uh, i was doing something I'd have i got like,
2: him a 22 chipmunk yeah, that's, that's what that's what
1: Jason's is gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be one of them little, <laughs> little kid shooters. Shooter. Here. And I was thinking, damn it, I Here forgot Jason's
2: twenty-two. Pistol. Yeah,
1: I, I, I was just thinking. I was kind of feeling like a, a jerk of a boss because I was like, man, I forgot Jason's five-year anniversary. <laughs>
2: you know, so I was like,
1: because it would it would have been coming up. You would just cross four because we did this deal in fe- uh, February. February, yeah lucky for me you could have, you could have called my bluff jason you could have been like yeah five years I would probably have bought you, a gun. you could have, you could have got a gun out of this a year early
0: yeah i knew it because he calls and he says how long have you worked here and i thought eh, i know where this is going because we're right at my four year I yeah, said, four yeah. years buddy are you sure and i said i could lie to you but yeah it's been four years trust me i won't let you forget when number five comes <laughs> around so well, i'm glad because because i am forgetful so anyways it's been a while it's been just right at four years just over
1: i'm gonna have to buy you and uh and jess a gun yeah you and jess are gonna be both five years i don't what kind of gun you want
0: i don't know i won the
1: 4570 at the wbha i was i know that's that's what why don't you just give me that gun i'll put our logo on it and give it back to you yeah dude just ask
2: for something like a like a like a 500 nitro or something cool like that <laughs> you know he's got to really he's got to really put out for <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I can pull the trigger I will take, take this I'll take this safari rifle
0: <laughs> yeah I need a gun for my T-Rex hunt
2: <laughs> Anyways. what do you do with that anything i want <laughs>
1: <Right>. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> due to covid we're gonna cut the budget
0: down and we're gonna to have to go to the chipmunks <laughs> yeah why not everybody <laughs> else blames covid for everything can, can
2: you even find chipmunks anymore i mean i like i always see them as like crickets or something like that yeah I,
1: crickets I, mm-hmm. you know
2: i actually bought a chipmunk when i was 17 years old i'll never forget it i just thought they were the coolest rifles, uh, coolest rifles ever I mean, I guess I didn't buy it at 17, but I had you fit one. Fit them box inside for your backpack when you
1: pack into a, a tree. You could just fit them inside the
2: backpack. Yeah, and that was what was cool about it. You know, you you, you talked wanted to talk about den hunting or whatever. It was nice to pack into some of those den, the den houses we walked into. You know, just easy to get around. And but that was an original chipmunk, and it's got a chipmunk holding a rifle engraved on it.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen one for quite a while.
1: Den houses. What's a den house? And we are recording,
2: uh, Cody. Just so you. Yeah, that's all good. So in North (laughs) Dakota, apparently we got to be
1: careful about the den house.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So in North Dakota, you get these nice cold winters, and you get some of these guys that that are going out strictly for fur. You know, you know that you got guys that take coon up here just for fur with hounds, and I guess I'm one of them. You know you get permission on some of these places where people are having coons move into these old farms and you know you usually get a pile of coon in them and yeah you go in there and take a pile of coon out you know usually it's problem problem places that you get phone calls on and stuff like that
0: hmm. they literally just move in
2: to these yeah yeah. yeah no i mean you know, these places are run down, old places or whatever, like old barns or whatever. We uh, we walked into one on my buddy had, actually, and I don't even know how old I was. But we uh, we ended up pulling 25 coons out of that one place. I mean, those people had been complaining about them, tearing everything up, you know, silage files, stuff like that. So, And, and I mean, that was strictly to sell them. You know, we were strictly shooting coons to sell them.
1: How much you make on How much you make on a on a coon?
2: You know, not nothing anymore. A jacket, you know. I'm actually in the process of shooting coons to get a blanket made. I guess right now,
1: you know, give me a jacket, like like give them a coon, they give you a jacket,
2: like a jacket. Actually, there's this lady in Idaho we'd ship our coons off to, and and she made she made a lot of stuff because the coon market kind of went to nothing. And, uh, she would make glo- mittens for us or a v- vest, jackets. Um, she made teddy bears out of fur. That was, those are kind of neat. I'll have to get you guys a picture of that, but she made teddy bears out of fur. So, I mean, like the coon, we really kind of got out of selling it. And I, and I haven't den hunted like that in many years just cause the market's not there for them anymore, you know?
1: So... Yeah, see, and and yeah. I'm kind of uh, I'll probably irritate or, or piss off a lot of people saying this, but I'm gonna say it anyways.
0: But your buddies, so. though, <laughs> I'm used to it.
1: <laughs> you're like, but I, at least for bobcats, I don't I don't mind when the when the price goes low because it's like man, you know, when the price goes high, right? The trappers and the you know people start whacking them, and you know what I mean. Like, there's a lot more effort to harvest them, and when the when the yeah. price goes low. Not so Nobody much cares. effort out there to, to take them, and so it's like, man. So for me, especially catch and release, I I I don't mind the prices for for going down because it keeps people like you have No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I mean, I, let's not be personal, but no, I, it just stops. You know, there's not as much
0: effort to harvest. Well, there's a lot of work yeah. involved that most people I don't think understand what it takes to put up hides. In fact, Brandon and I were just talking no. the other night. It's a lot of work. And when you're fleshing and stretching and all that for, I mean, what's a coon hide go for now? Can't be over.
2: Oh, man. Five 10 blocks. bucks, maybe. Skin, skin, <laughs> flesh, and dry coon hide, you know, like one of these northern coons that we have over here. I mean, our coons are sought after up here. Because they're but big. 10 bucks. I mean, ten we got a big, nice nice okay. coon. Yeah. Ten, and is that 10 is that, bucks for
1: Yeah. So now is that, is that, you, you you've you've hided it you've taken the hide off
2: yeah and stretch it at 10 bucks yeah
1: how much time does how so how long does it take you to to take the hide off One a long record? time the skin, skin. Long.
2: <laughs> no it don't take a long time but i mean it's no, a that, process you know to skin yeah them. no
1: but how many minutes like you, uh, i hand you a, 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 a coon
2: how i mean long the skin them it don't take too bad you know a lot of us are getting these i mean it's I, I wouldn't call it a skinning machine, but it's, it's basically a puller with a wench, or it's a, you, we aren't pulling them ourselves anymore. It's on a wench. And uh, you basically drop the coon down through a square and clip, you skin him out to basically his belly. You drop him through this square and you clip a vice, you got clamps on him, clip the fur and you hit a button on a wench and it pulls him up. Pulls them out so, basically like a sock. I mean, and, like
1: five you minutes. You don't or... take
2: very. Yeah, five minutes or less to skin one.
1: Okay.
2: To skin one and then you get into dry or fleshing, and it's the same.
1: So five you minutes know, to, then, to skin and then, it, and then five minutes to flesh it.
2: Yeah, ten minutes.
1: Ten minutes, and, and then it's ready to go long long to height
2: Yeah, it gets ready to put on a board. Yeah, then you gotta dry them. Gets ready How long do you fiddle on the board? It don't take no time to stretch them out onto a board. Okay. You know that that's a that's the easy part of stretching them out onto a board. And some of these guys that are going to listen to it are going to go, "Gosh, if it's taking him ten minutes to do that. It's a lot of that's a lot of time." You know, I know that's
1: what I, so, that's what I'm in the in my my timeline. I'm like, okay. And so you normally have a pile of them. So so you just knock them out one at a time. So in an hour, you can yeah, get five of yeah. them
2: done. Well, and then, and then well, no, you really can't. You know, because it gets so darn cold up here. You, you know you got to bring them in and thaw them there you know that a lot of them you set them out and freeze them and you got to bring them in the shed to thaw them a little bit because you drop them through and they're still fro- frozen the belly you'll pull them right in half you pull the hide in half and it's, you know it's done then it, it's garbage so you gotta you take time to thaw you know bring them you know you only got so much room in your first shed you take time to thaw them and, and uh
1: yeah so how so. many an hour do you think you can knock out
2: I have no
0: idea. Enough to make a pair of mittens. Yeah, enough to make two. I'll,
2: I'll do two in an hour. But two. <laughs> it's the
0: prep work, though. I mean, it's not even like the time of taking the animal, but like when. It's the
1: nostalgia of doing it because I can tell you right now if you had to pay, I mean, 10 bucks, you know, two an hour, that's 20 bucks an hour, you're not making a living on it.
2: you no, you ain't. You know and that's the thing you know doing it like we are you gotta shoot you gotta kill pile and you gotta get good at skinning them and fleshing them and getting them up and off and i mean it's it's a job you know Hell it's a yeah. job and you know so like i said i haven't i haven't taken a lot of coon like that in many years and you know back when i was young like when i was doing this stuff with my dad uh, we never skinned them and you know, we never we sold them in the carcass, and you know, getting an eighteen dollar average on coon or whatever like that. Well, heck yeah, you go shoot a pile of coon and throw them at the fur buyer, and you don't ever have to touch them. You know, right? Yeah. As far as putting a knife to them or anything like that. Now, if you want to make any money off of them, you have to, you know, you have to put the work into them. So, like when I'm shooting coon now, I'm I'm not out there killing every little coon everything like that, you know, I'm trying to be selective unless these people are calling us in to get rid of them, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. be selective on them. Because all we're doing is using it for, you know, like clothing, you know, making clothing or whatever. So we're not killing a, a bunch of them anymore.
0: Right. You've got big coons up there too, don't you?
2: We do. We do. You know, we, we, we really do. Uh, we shot a. I, we weighed it last year. We shot a 45 pound coon up here last year, which, Holy I mean, smokes. people might say that's ridiculous, but I mean, and I know I've seen bigger That's coons ridiculous, that man. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I mean, we no, call button yeah, button. I mean, everybody's like, yeah, this guy's just a coon on our couch. We fight mini bears up here. That's all these dumb things are mini bears. Uh, I mean, and they are meaner than a dog crapping tax. Well, and they got
0: thumbs. I, I think that's the I, worst part. Like, uh, anybody who spent any time around a coon, like I used to have a pet coon. Me and, too. Uh, they're weird because they got four wheel drive all the time. They got thumbs. Oh, yeah. They steal your crap all the time. But, like, think about a 50 pound bear and it's a lot like a coon, but that coon's got thumbs that it can just grab and rip and tear. I wouldn't yeah, mind.
2: Oh, man. I, you, you bring your dogs up here, I'll promise you. We start getting into coon. You're going to have notches out of ears and stuff. I, I don't know what these things' problems are down here, up here. It's like, they just want to fight on the ground. Let's do it, you know? You, you want to go? And they, you know, yeah, we tree. We don't have a lot of trees up here, but we tree and stuff like that. But, I don't know, we, we end up catching a lot of coon on the ground like that. So,
1: I... uh. Speaking of pet I don't know raccoons, if we have fast, I don't
2: know if we have fast, fast, fast dogs or slow coons. I don't know which one it is. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Speaking of pet coons, my my pet coon put me in the hospital for like two or three days. Oh yeah, it uh, yeah it. Those things apparently have really dirty mouths. Like yes, they, um, in fact, so I it was on this hot tub there, and and I was i don't even know how old i was but i'm not even gonna say but I thought I mean, he was chilling
0: with the coors light and the coon in the hot tub
1: <laughs> and then the hot tub was sleeping on top of it and i went to go I, grab I, it
2: i was 12 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i had my coors
1: light and was like you know I, I can say that i was a little more cocky than i am now you sure. know you know I was a kid oh and, yeah and uh or a young adult probably would be a more accurate um statement but that thing you know uh was hissing at me and I was like, yo, yeah, I'll grab, I'll show you. And I went to grab that thing with my right hand and I didn't show it. No. It apparently showed me and uh, bit the crap out of my right hand. And I mean, like a smart gentleman, I was at the time, I just doubled down and went with my left hand and he quickly uh, showed me that he was okay with left hand or right hand and he chewed up my <laughs> left hand as well and uh, finally i i decided that he was going to win that argument and i i left him you know but
2: and after hitting me in the head with a hammer several times i had to give him my gun i've got kids <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like man i
1: so it was impressive that i don't think they have any bones in their body it's just like a ball of
2: fire oh no <laughs> you know, I mean? you, have you ever seen the things that those the holes those things can go through Gutters. Holy moly. They can yeah. put their head through it. The rest of their fat little bodies going through it.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's hard. Yeah. So I—that I, was one thing I learned. If you want, if you want a lesson out of this podcast, is you know, tough guys that get bit in the hands. Your hands have so many tendons in them, and if the infection gets in your tendons it travels up your arm at an extremely fast pace, like, you know, I'm mean, sore from getting bit, and you're like, oh, you wash it off or whatever, but if you don't get the infection out, and so by that time, so I went to urgent care at like 6, 6 30 or 7 at night, you know, this probably happened at 3 in the afternoon or whatever, so 6 o'clock, I'm in urgent care, and and the doctor's like, yeah, we think you should go to this hand specialist. And I'm like, huh, I'm not going to no hand. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to the hospital. <laughs> what are you talking about? Give me some medicine. So I took some medicine. And, and by 10, 30 or 11 o'clock that night, no, it was, that's what it was. I, I woke up at 10 or 11 that night and my hand was just a big old balloon and it was just throbbing. And I went to urgent care and they told me I need to go to the hospital. And I told them, I said, well. I'm not going tonight, but I'll check. You know, I was, I was a badass. I was like, I'll check in in the morning. I'll Looking go.
0: like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, you were a real badass. <laughs>
1: exactly. Big old club. Hey, <laughs> <thumb>. guys. <laughs> and, uh,
0: and yeah, the, how
1: quickly that infection traveled up my arm to, to dang near my elbow. My whole arm would just look like a balloon. And, uh, you know, the next morning, I mean, that's when I actually seen a hand specialist. And he's like, getting an infection in your hands is absolutely no joke. I mean, he, he's like, you... You uh if you wouldn't have if you had waited a day or two, we'd we'd have some serious problems and complications. So now I get a little cut in my fingers. Like i I'm like a little
0: press. I'm like, oh I take it serious.
1: An, yeah, I don't want to get infection, man. Don't get infected. My no. wife's like, Oh, shut up. I'm like, No, you don't understand.
0: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, they got bad stuff going on. You gotta think about like coonhound paralysis. You guys ever deal with that up there, Cody?
2: Yeah, I gotta i I have never really dealt with it too much i haven't I, i've been lucky enough to not have a dog that got it but I had a buddy that had a appeared but bl- uh, a plot <coughs> excuse me a plot he had,
1: had a he was a buddy, a buddy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he's a good buddy of mine he's actually the the treasurer of our Houndsman association he had a dog that got a real bad and it just he got it you know, one time and this it really messed him up, and, and honestly, he never came out of it. A lot of people talk about, oh, you give him a little bit, does come out of it. That dog didn't come out of it. I mean, it shut him down. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't seen it too much. I mean, that's really the only dog I, I can think I've seen it. A guy hears stuff about it, but, you know, and to be truthfully honest to you, yeah. So, because a lot, you know, we've got a lot of slew ground up here. You know, dogs fighting fighting coon and in these muddy sloughs and we deal with infection and stuff like that you know not necessarily paralysis but you know getting dirty bites and stuff and ears swelling up and you know wherever just you know so a guy just deals with it accordingly you know but no that was talk about that paralysis that that's the only dog that i've ever seen get it
1: but I you know what, I, a whole lot you know of what I got out of that whole conversation jason god only knows <laughs> they got a plot guy running their books <laughs> <and> the association <laughs> i couldn't get past that statement and i like plot
0: guys yeah we should shift into that because cody could make you laugh all day long i mean yeah. anybody who saw oh, our dating yeah. service video i i think we cut out the part where he named himself what what was your name cody your alias for that
2: video? i i don't remember if i said was it like solid oak or something oak like or that big, or remember,
0: something like that
2: yeah t- i a can't cougar remember
0: <laughs> going
2: on a cougar hunt on long cold trails right <laughs> so but... what what do they say now you got you got a. Uh, you got Tinder for Saturday nights and Christian Mingle for Sunday mornings.
0: <laughs> Where's the DU app sitting there?
2: Yeah, the, uh, I mean, I guess you'd have to throw that in Saturday night too, so. That's funny.
0: But he can't be serious oh, okay. because they just started up their own statewide organization, Cody. What, what do you guys call yourself? Yeah,
2: no, seriously, so we're the North Dakota Houndsman Association. We started, um, we got, we had our first meeting in roughly February of two thousand nineteen.
1: Um, oh wow! So you we you had, started a couple of years ago.
2: Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're fresh, fresh. Um, we got our, you know, fresh enough that you got a
1: plot guy running your books.
0: That's that's how fresh you yeah. guys are. Yeah.
2: Sorry, Derek. <laughs> yeah, I'm it on Derek. you
0: now. I'm... You can come on and defend yourself later.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm gonna have to apologize. All the plot guys after this one. <laughs> we'll be in Wisconsin and all the you plot guys are gonna nice. pick on me.
0: We're gonna be in Wisconsin uh, in three weeks.
1: So. <laughs> better be really nice. I know, I know. I better quit cut out the plot jokes.
2: Every time you bring that dog with, I put a paper bag over my own head. <laughs> so I mean <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not I've got plots. I I I mean like you talked to my good buddy Lopez last week. You know, I I've learned a lot from him and I got I got the rainbow in my kennel. So, I mean, I actually got a, a plot out of Darcy there in Idaho. So. Yeah. So, well,
1: I'm, not- I'm running some red dogs, so I got no credibility anyways. Like, <laughs> I got you know, high like,
2: 57. Nobody,
1: yeah. nobody wants to buy a red red bone. When you were selling a red bone, you pretty much had to give them away
0: because nobody would buy one. <laughs> <laughs> so we were watching. Oh. My kids were watching where the red fern grows the other night. I come in. Danny's got them watching it. I looked at Colin and I said, Buddy, that movie is the only reason anybody can sell a red bone.
1: <laughs> true story, right? A true story.
2: It would have been a true story if it wasn't red bones in it, but I mean <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I know we started it, you know, roughly two thousand nineteen is when we really started organizing and we got our paperwork in October of of two thousand nineteen recognized by the state. Um, we, you know, just tried growing from there. I mean, really the reason we started it was, you know, uh, we started a mountain lion season in North Dakota roughly 16 years ago. So, mountain lion hunting in North Dakota is fairly fresh yet. Um, out-of-staters can't come into the state and, and hunt them. Uh, we have two, two units, four lions, and uh, one has a quota for houndsmen. And the other ones open statewide, one cat per person per year. Um, but we were, you know, there's a lot of guys I was here hearing rumbling, you know, and nobody was listening to us. And, you know, you go into these fishing game meetings and you're, you're one voice amongst many. So I started organizing people, talking to some of the old guys that, I wouldn't even say old guys, but just guys that had organized back when they started the lion season, you know, Hey, how do you guys feel about getting association going? And they thought it would be a good thing. And, you know, I just started networking out to all these people about starting this organization. So we would have a voice to, you know, a voice, a dog in the fight really, you know, just so we were recognized. And and it's what really good, you know, the fishing game, the fishing game recognizes us. Uh, We're invited to their, they have workshops for the fur takers and stuff like that. We're invited to that. and um, it, It's been really good. I mean, and then COVID hit and it got, you know, everybody's world got messed up with that. So we're struggling to keep organized, but we're keeping the wheels on. It's been good. You know, I've got, there's a good group of officers in there to, to help take care of everything. So that, that's been, that's been a blessing really.
0: So what's that look like? Because I was just talking with Mike Thorman this morning too, and we were talking about organizations during COVID and having meetings. I mean, are you guys running phone meetings? And I know the fundraising has really been hit. Uh,
2: you know, yeah, between, uh, you know, between the officers, when we have something it has been over the phone, but, you know, I, I don't know. North Dakota's really lightened up on the COVID restrictions, so you know we we've been able to organize here a couple of weeks ago we had a we had a coon hunt and a dog show and uh you know it was really good I, I i think we had over a dozen people at the coon hunt and uh it was good so that was really our first big organized thing since covid really hit we tried to have a we tried to do some other things prior and it just you know it was so hit or miss because of COVID, but we got a little more organization and, into, into, uh, this Kuna and we had several people show up. It was good. I mean, couldn't have done it without the officers we have.
1: Yeah. How many, how many folks you got in your organization?
2: I want to say we have roughly like 35 paid members right now, mm-hmm. roughly give or take. Um, Always looking for more. Now, is
1: North Dakota a pretty uh, dense hound population area or are you fairly, I mean, is that?
2: You know. We're spread out all over. I mean, there's a lot of, there, there's, there's a North Dakota Coon Hunters Association here too. And I mean, they, they concentrate on coon hunting and, and competition hunting. And that, that's down in the southeast, south side of the state east side of the state and there's one down by the state capital, bismarck there's an association there and uh there's some of them hound hunters and i mean a guy a guy sees these people popping up all over out of the woodwork you know i'm not gonna say there's a lot i don't i don't i know a lot of hound hunters around here but i i know i don't know all of them
0: so it's funny how like something that doesn't really um like I don't know how many new hunters there are every year but it seems like there's enough that you notice a new truck like even just driving through my town or when I'm making a trip it's like you just kind of bump into people that are new so somehow we're reaching the next generation I guess
2: yeah and that's good I mean and that and that's the other reason we started you know went to push your association you know it you got to keep it going, keep the young ones interested in it. I mean, without, without our youth, we're nothing, we ain't going to have nothing. So if we ain't promoting it to them, you know, we're pretty much shooting ourselves in the foot. Oh yeah. You know, you get, you get some guys that are kind of private with their hound hunting and stuff like that. But you know, me, I'll, I'll talk to anybody, you know, I'm, I'm out there to have fun. You know, I, that, that's what it's about you know it ain't it ain't all about competition and, <clears throat> and stuff like that it's fun and meeting people so
1: how cold does it get there in North Dakota <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I think we had uh, uh it is I mean this winter was actually a pretty mild winter uh here a few weeks ago we had negative 35 with about a 20 mile an hour wind on it so it's I mean, mild mild it'll yeah mild. you know not a lot of snow why i live in oregon you know you you can take a warm pot of water outside and throw it in the air and it'll turn to ice before it hits the ground damn in that temperature she cold she gets cold up here boys you hunt in that that's got to be too cold to even run a dog isn't it not the wind no i mean may if man if we went like with the lion hunting, I mean, if we wouldn't hunt negative temperature there's some days you wouldn't get to hunt at all so i mean
0: you know the guy got to take care that.
2: of his dogs which was
0: that's too cold i'd be okay with that if i saw negative i'd sit my butt home
2: oh man so i mean uh like we were talking earlier we <laughs> so up so up by me we've got the turtle mountains and they really look like they look like foothills but they're <clears throat> they're considered mountains and they're they're forested we ended up here a few years ago catching the first ever recorded mountain lion in the turtle mountain history up there and uh, we ended up that's like a that was a month-long saga because if anybody ever looked up where I'm at I mean we're bouncing right off the Canadian border so we were we were flirting with the Canada border every time we ran that thing and the first day we went out to run him mean, it was it was negative 30. Went out to run him. It, my buddy had cut a track at work from this thing, and we went out that afternoon to run him. And uh yeah, it was negative 30. There's no wind. So, that, as dumb as it sounds, that helped. But yeah, it was negative 30. And we ended up getting him going, and we were about half a mile off the Canadian border and had to cut the dogs off. he he squirted right up into Canada, so that was the first time we ran him. And then the second time, it was a lot nicer out actually, and and we got we were a ways behind him. This cat was going through through cabins and stuff like that, and these people wanted us to get rid of this cat. <clears throat> we ended up losing him again, and then uh, the funny thing, you know, they they talk about where one predator walks, often walks another or whatever. This this cat had. Every time we ran that cat, he had basically taken the same trail in a month, three times in a month. And the day we caught him, he walked across the same spot he walked the first time and he was actually underneath somebody's cabin. And like I said, my buddy was at work and he peeked his head under that cabin, and that cat squirted out of there or whatever, and took off into the timber and we ended up putting dogs on him shortly. Yeah hour or so after that and getting him caught that ended up he ended up being a 135 pound tom so he was a he was a respectable cat <clears throat> but no that was yeah we play with the Canada border quite a bit up here
1: yeah and that was uh the first documented cat in that mountain range or that that region
2: yeah uh... That, that's what they said. It was the first documented mountain line in the turtle Mountains.
1: Why right. uh, is that not habitat for them or are they just not had not been in there? Uh,
2: they're, they're just not that heavy up there. I mean, they're up there. It's just it's more so finding a needle in a haystack than finding them. You know, hmm. there's a report of them every year up there. I mean, honestly, we've ended up seeing more bear sign up there than we have cat anymore. Uh, I, we've got a lot of game in North Dakota that people just think, oh, what, you know, it's North Dakota, what's there? But, you know, we've got um, – Fargo. Over in the northeast. <laughs> That's sorry, about God. it. We, yeah. They made a movie about us, guys. Yeah. <laughs> there's a wood
0: there's a wood <laughs> Well, shipper. hold on, because we haven't visited this one in a long time. Buddy, have you seen Fargo?
1: <laughs> oh,
0: Dear man. Lord, have you? you... No, but I know that I've seen I've, I've seen the title of the movie. I knew there was a movie called Fargo. Oh my gosh, Buddy has not seen any movie that was ever produced after nineteen what eighty? Probably <laughs> no 80, 80 something. You got to watch Fargo, and it'll give you a hint. If
2: it doesn't have Clint Eastwood in it, I'm not watching it.
0: <laughs> no,
1: no. If it doesn't, if it didn't have Mickey Mouse, and now it's now it's the Loud House or some stupid oh. crap like that,
0: right? Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah, don't yeah, watch Fargo watch with your Fargo. kids. And
2: then oh, yeah. you're gonna go. Cody doesn't talk like those people. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. you
0: betcha he does.
2: Hey boys. So <laughs> no.
1: All right, so let's so go about Jason. What am I missing? I'm not
2: on? gonna give it away. There's yeah. all kinds of good stuff. Probably, there's a wood chipper. Yeah, the, the wood chipper. You just gotta watch it, buddy. Oh. Sit down. <laughs> it's not a family movie, so
0: <laughs> not a family movie. No, no, there's definitely parts you do not want your children watching yeah so, but it's it's pretty good fargo. i got a whole
1: list that I, I don't even keep track of how many movies i was supposed to go watch this is gonna be another one of them You're like hey ask me next week did you watch it nope, nope. i didn't get time to watch it
0: yeah that was Not, my only experience was driving through north dakota and stopping in fargo i think i went it must have been that heartland hunt in wisconsin and i was driving home yeah you said
2: something about that
0: yeah because i wanted to see fargo just because i'm like man <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna detour i literally detoured to get that far north just because of the movie just because of the movie i'm like well i, I just want to <laughs> say i did it you know apparently i have no issue with windshield time as everybody knows so yeah i just drove through uh fargo and thought that's a letdown not at all what i was expecting <laughs> Sorry to our Fargo no, we, customers. Hey, just just right there, Jason. Carson, thank you.
2: We also, we also have Carson Wentz, guys. Let's get real for you, football fans out there. And everybody's gonna go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great one, great one, Hilliard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, uh, so- we, we're
1: gonna. So Jason's gonna offend the Fargo guys, and then I'm gonna offend the plot guy. We're just gonna have everybody offended by the end of this podcast. I just didn't just, expect just, it to just, be the yes. red bones. The red guys are already. Yeah, offended. the red bones. I mean,
0: I didn't expect no. Fargo to be like city. If I start getting hate mail, like it's, <laughs> I it's didn't do this, city. guys,
2: to get hate mail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can get yeah. it now. Well, oh. so for the National or for the North Dakota Houndsman Association, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, anybody listening, we do have a portion on our website at dusupply.com that's called Join the Fight. And I know you guys are on there along with a bunch of the other clubs across the US. So I figured that might just be a good time to throw it out there because I know a lot of these clubs through COVID, I mean, they haven't been able to have their fundraisers or or do anything like that. So if you are a houndsman and you're looking to support other clubs across the U S make sure to check that out. And you can find uh, like I said, North Dakota houndsman association and a bunch of other clubs on here. Yeah. Just go to du That is a great
2: thing guys.
0: Yeah. dusupply.com.
1: join the fight on top. And pick up an Alpha Two hundred combo. Anywhere. Yeah, while you're there. <laughs> we'll, give, we'll give our sharp plug here. Uh, how does that work out for you guys? Or, ch-
2: or check out the dating <laughs> site. The dating site.
1: <laughs> so so Cody, how does that work out for you guys as a club association? I don't know that we ever talked about this. I've talked to it, just some other it, clubs and stuff.
2: It's worked really good. You know, you you guys get the they they get their membership through you guys. You send a mem- you send a check to us, I believe is how that's working. You send in a check to us with that person's information, we're sending them their, their membership card. And basically, I think we're sent, sending you back a confirmation that we we've received it and we've sent out. So you, you know, so the, these people just aren't, you, you people out there aren't just sending your money to some random place. Plot you're, guy. you're getting confirmation. Yeah. You, you know, you're getting <laughs> If you want to keep the back. plot
1: guy out of the, the loop, we'll, we make sure the plot guy puts it in the right spot. There's some accountability <laughs> when, you're, <laughs> when you're ordering. <laughs> From the plot guy, no, but no, that's good. But we, I want to make sure that um, that we're clear. So, like, when you go on there and you spend twenty five bucks to North Dakota Houndsman Association, um, every penny of that goes to the club. So, if you use a credit card, we don't take out the credit card fees. We don't take out the amount for us to to ship it. We don't take any. I just want to be clear because there's there's probably some people who don't like us that would be like, oh. Buddy and Jason are making money off of selling hound, um, memberships. hound memberships. We're not making a penny on this stuff. So you know, I just want to make it really clear that, that uh, we, we, every penny that the club gets, and we pay all the fees, all the, the credit card fees, all that stuff, we actually lose money to do this, which don't, make, don't, don't feel sorry for us. but um, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> we can afford the credit card fees to make sure that happens.
2: Well, I mean, if you could afford to buy a plum tree out, you should be able to afford that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he bounced the that,
1: check. <laughs> <laughs> I bounced the check, and that cost me a lot more than it was worth, okay? I want a refund. Gonna take, yeah, right. I got a 30-day policy or a you know, four-year policy on that. Four-year return oh, policy. You can have them. Cody, Go I'm going to give them over just
0: to you. Just let me know. Oh, man. Yeah,
2: right.
0: So when we start, I say we, like I was here when you started it, <clears throat> I mean, it's up to quite a few clubs now, too, buddy. What is yeah. it? 20 of them on there? Yeah.
1: I, I see North Dakota, Kansas, Tennessee, uh, Maine, Michigan, CHC. Virginia, Montana, Idaho, the Utah, Upper Peninsula. There's Eastern Idaho, California, Illinois, New Hampshire, Oregon. I mean, we got pretty much quite a few. And in any state association or club that wants to join – they need to have their board members approve it and let us know that, that that they're approved. So we don't just put people, we've had people go, Oh, you need to have this club on the way that works is, is if the club board doesn't want it, we don't do it. So, so there's some States that may not have that on there and you don't, don't tell us we need to put it on there because the, the, the board needs to approve it and tell us that they're we're okay to do that. Cause we don't want to cause any grief by, by selling memberships for something we're not approved to sell memberships for, if that
2: makes sense. So I just want to throw this out there for those guys, you know, these States out there that I I don't know if every state has a houndsman association or not, you know, if there's a group, you know, there's States out there, you guys organize. I mean, organize. It's it's huge to be organized anymore with these hounds, you know, with houndsmen and stuff like that. I mean, hunting as a whole is, completely under attack right now you know and the only way we're going to keep it is to be organized i mean i know everybody gives people you know we're sitting here giving the plot guys guff but at the end of the day we're all houndsmen i mean we all love to you know we all love to run our dogs and you know if we don't stay organized stuff like that could go away you know
1: absolutely let me try let me try this a different way because thats that was really enticing. I'm going to try to put my spin on this. If North Dakota can get a plot guy to do his treasury, there's no excuse for you not to get organized. Start your association or join your association today. I don't know which way is better. Cody, I think you may, uh, you
0: might have beat me. Yeah, stick with Cody's on that one. But those relationships, I mean, getting invited like you are to the – the fish and game commissions and all that. I mean, it's all about being seen. I know that's what Mike and I were talking about was, you know, being present and having a face because a lot of times when you meet these people in a meeting, you're opposition where if you can be organized as a club and build those relationships before you uh, go to war with them, let's say it it makes a big work
2: with them before you have to, before you have to do anything against them, you know, they're more like, you know, work with them. Don't, you know, you say go to war. It's not even necessarily go to war. Just figure a way out to work between each other. You know, that's, that's the big thing. Work mm-hmm. with each other, you know, and if you've got a face in there and you're in there working on, on certain issues, you know, that they're, they're going to listen to you a little more than they come in there hailing fire and brimstone. And Oh boy, here comes comes how You know, here comes the Hellman association again, what are they going to have? for a problem this time you know as opposed to having a positive outlook in there you know i i mean i i look up to the east idaho houndsman association big time those guys are amazing out there jesse van Lube and matt borg those guys like that they um jamie newman those the, the, the job they do is amazing i mean it is amazing and and it's you know we've shadowed a lot off of them you know it it's yeah. it's been a really good thing watching watching eiha and and the help that they have provided us that i mean i, I gotta tip my hat to them thank you you guys um it, yeah it's, no it's that, i just good, got you know? my
1: membership you, card um from from them i was talking with matt borg and i was like oh i need to i'm looking at my, my my card i just got in the mail that i bought through w yeah it's <laughs> easy for me just to be like
2: i, I mean and, and i i also you know another person i talked to when i was organizing this was uh, i don't know if you know the ross fenstra out of montana who mm-hmm. who runs the association over there he you know he helped big time too it's just you know reach you know if you guys if there's people out there that are wanting to start associations and stuff like that that can organize you know reach out to some of us don't be afraid to you know that that's the biggest thing you know us uh, us as you know association high, you know the hierarchy of the association that's what we've got to be willing to do is is talk to people to help i mean that that's the big thing and i mean wh- i would you know we wouldn't be where we are if we didn't have the help from some of these associations you know yeah walking us through it a- yeah
1: and, and i was with somebody new and uh they were asking they're like well how do we network and how do we uh you know how do i meet houndsmen and, and i was like you need to find your state association you know what i mean like that is a good place for people to new people to show up and 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 meet people and, and kind of start to get in that circle you know because because it's really difficult for for new people so if you're new those are the things you need to look for is, is step up to those associations and it's going to be awkward when you show up, you know, you don't know anybody, but, but you got to start, you know, meeting people and that's where you'll meet people. And, and if you have a, they have a dinner or anything like that, man, those are the places that, at least for me, that's where I started to, to learn networking and stuff and, and meeting new people and stuff and all that good stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, and that, that's what it's about, you know, you know, my officers, I, I I think they're great. You know, Denver, Holly, and Derek. That they've they've been a great help. They've you know, they do a lot of things, and and you know, to have a solid officer base is key. You know, having yeah. each other's backs and being able to pick slack up here and there, and and just you know, helping the association all the way around.
1: So who's your, who's you know, the plot guy? I got to apologize right
2: now. <coughs> Derek. <coughs> Derek. If you're listening
1: to this, There, He's not even really a plot guy, he just had one. You know? Oh, I'm I, we, I, I apologize to all the plot guys. Don't be covering for got, him now. Got, so, it was like okay. Nate's whenever we did uh, when we threw when we uh, Phil Susie and then Nate. I was like, Oh, it's Nate's mom on there, and I was like, crap. it. <laughs>
2: This you whole got, podcast thing is just gonna there. be
1: somebody that I gotta apologize. After every podcast, <laughs> I'm gonna have to apologize to somebody. <laughs> I'm
2: tired of I saying was sitting I'm there sorry. Listening to Lopez and you guys are drilling him about drinking out of a mountain stream, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, I can't remember a time I drank out of a mountain stream that anything <laughs> went wrong in council." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, how about that time that we were in council and the ball joint broke on the pickup on the side on some mountain trail?" And we had to jack the pickup up and ratchet strap the tire back to the A-arm. That was, you don't remember that at all? Uh, oh, well, Maybe yeah, he remembered that,
1: that and not drink, drinking on yeah, the mountain uh, stream. Did
2: uh, he get Guardia one, or something? What it, what it, no, what had happened was we ended up with dogs that were out in the middle of BFE. And me and Lopez went on a walk and our other buddy come up from behind with a pickup. And when he was coming up, he, he ended up the ball joint ended up breaking on his pickup and shoving his passenger tire up into his fender, and we're like, he was supposed. We walked all the way down to another trail, and he was supposed to meet us down there. And uh, so, anyways, he didn't, and we ended up just. So you walking get down there, and there's to- no pickup. There's, there's no. One <laughs> yeah, we ended up. We ended, yeah, we ended up walking ourselves into camp. Me and Lopez walk ourselves into camp, and we're like, huh. I wonder where, he's, where they're at, you know, and anyway, so we uh, <laughs> we get in another pickup and, and drive to go look for these guys, and here we find them. The ball joints broke off the pickup. We were, like, on the side of a mountain. It's like, how, you know, how are we going to MacGyver our way out of this? And, I mean, luckily we ended up having some stuff to rig it back together and get it – Well, like what? Okay.
0: Don't just skip over it. What was in the repair kit? I'm guessing like ratchet straps no,
2: dude, wire. Dude it was just a ratchet strap. That's all we had. I mean we putched this thing we put this thing down the side of a mountain. it was it was ridiculous. Jacked this pickup up, got the tire slid back in and we were gonna try and get the, the ball joint, see if we could get it punched into spot a little bit. Oh no. No, no, no. That wasn't happening. So yeah we, um, we ended up finding a ratchet strap and ratcheting it. And it rode. We got it off that hill and down to the main road, and ended up having a tow truck come and get it. Ended up going out that afternoon and catching another bear. It was it's just a it's a good time all around. I mean, I, Lopez, he, <laughs> I've been in so many situations so, with that. So we're just drinking even,
1: out of the stream in this whole? St- I'm, I'm with I'm I'm sicking on Nate's side right now because because if I already, if you were to tell me oh you, you remember that time you drank out of the stream I'd have been like. No, I don't I don't remember the time I drunk out of the stream. So you would have said, remember the time your tire fell off and you, you you had a no Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that time.
2: <laughs> what he's so good about, oh it's not that far. It's not that far. Here oh, we he's get one up of those. in the middle of nowhere without any water with us. And I'm like, you know, Nate, I could really use a drink. I'm kind of a flatlander here, but you know, walking <laughs> through the mountains. And he's like, well, here, just drink out of here. And here's this little trickle coming out of the rocks. And he digs a little pool, and I'm like, really doing this, huh? Really doing it. <laughs> sure enough, he dug basically a bowl in, this, in the dirt, and we ended up sucking water out, out of this bowl. And I was like.
0: Complimentary oh, case. Uh, <laughs> see, for, for, for me,
1: that's not such a big deal. <laughs> i would remember over here the where ball there's water everywhere. Now, for you and it was a flatlander, you know,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> It was a big deal to the fat flatlander, right? Yeah, the flatlander's like, whoa, <laughs> there's been a lot of shit in this water. But for me, I'm like, oh, it just comes well, out of this bottom, and you're good. It's clean water. So we it's don't good. have to worry about that dead deer that's laying up in there.
2: always up. I mean, it's, everything's okay with that? No. You know, I, I mean, we – I will probably you know, have
1: to deal with Jardia at some point in my life. I'm, I'm then, Oh, yeah. You know, the odds are probably there, but – do you pack a it's of fun I'm starting to. It depends where I'm hunting. Um if I'm hunting, has
2: pulled so many on oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. If I'm you hunting in good so many country, many if, if if it's good country, you know, like over here there's plenty of water and and uh I I I guess I don't recommend it because I don't want you calling me with the Yeah, don't sue us because you got Giardia. Right. But uh and Matt's dad got got it or something. I remember him. He was all serious about it. And I, and I imagine if you get it, you take it a little more serious, probably. But, you know, I guess Gee, I wouldn't oh. go over to the flat ground and drink out of flat water. But up in the mountains, I'm pretty normally pretty confident about it.
2: Yeah. We ended up – I was with him one time. We ended up losing some dogs over the top of this mountain and lost signal on them. And it was getting dark, and Lopez ended up – hopping a snowmobile all the way up to the top, to the ridge. And he, he you know, ding service on him one time and he come back down and he's like, I got They're showing that they're sitting. And I'm like, well, how far are they? And he's like, well, we got to go up over the top top of this mountain. And then it's about a mile down to him. And I'm thinking, okay. And he's like, well, Cody, you want to, will you come with me? There's a couple of us. I said, yeah, I'll go with you. No worries. And <clears throat> about 10:30 that night you know we we me and nate cruise up this hill cruise up this hill up this mountain as high as we can get the sled get off i don't even know how far we walked walked in and ended up finding the dogs not they didn't have nothing caught they laid down on a kill or something like that and it was cold it was really really cold and we started walking out it was about five miles we ended up walking down this drain and these our friends come and picked us up in the pickup but we started that at 10 30, 11 o'clock that night and I don't think we got back to the pickup till five or six that next morning and and we had ended up stopping we were starting to freeze we ended up stopping starting a fire and sitting there for a while just to try and get ourselves warmed up and I remember we were just about back to the pickup going down this this two track you know it come out to the flat you know to the flats out of this drain and we were on a two track trail and he's like lopez keeps going on all right he keeps pointing at this just a a big big hill off to our left and he's like all right when you see a good spot to walk over at the pickups right over that and i'm like oh man nate i don't know if i can do this man i have mean, we would been out went up all day and out all night you know He's like, J- just keep looking, see if you see a calm spot, and we keep walking down the road. And all of a sudden, I hear a pickup running. And I'm like, "You son of a gun!" And here he walked us right out to the pickup, and uh, it was that—that that was that's, an interesting night. That was. That's for the sure. best feeling mm-hmm. ever, isn't it? So I'm hearing that pickup running,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: it was like, oofta. Oh, I mean, we were, we were. Exhausted. Hold on, what
0: was that? It was. Did you say oofta? Oof-ta, yeah, yeah we need a translation because that's a midwest thing that i don't know if, buddy have you heard that expression?
2: like oh man nope. oofta oh oof-ta. man oofta we were oof-ta. tired you drink out of the stream yeah. on that trip <laughs> there was no water i don't <laughs> even know it was below zero when we come back out it was just ice that was that. that's about, probably about my most interesting hound hunting story that I, you know for hunting hunting big game and stuff like that you know when i you know i i've been i've been around hounds since i was probably five years old or so you know and and uh when i first started hunting my dad and my dad's family they were big blue tick people and and when i hunted with them we never had telemetry we never had gps nothing like that it was when i first started hunting it was strictly by sound and you know it was stressful for me as. A young guy like how you keep you know keep track of your dogs. And when I started learning about GPS and stuff like that, oh, that was that was the greatest thing since the toilet. I mean, just yeah, it was. It's been a learning experience, you know, seeing seeing some of that stuff. I've never ran a telemetry unit. If ever gave me one, I'd be lost. I'd be trying to put it on top of my TV, I suppose. Most people about ninety (laughs) percent
0: of houndsmen
1: nowadays. Yeah. Most people. Yeah it took a long time to practice that
0: trap to get good at it. A lot of extra miles on your feet going the wrong way. Arguments.
1: I mean there was just a whole bunch of problems with <laughs> that. I'd look at yeah. that
2: thing and go, What sorcery is this? I mean <laughs> just No, so I mean I mean that's been amazing, this GPS you know, GPS and stuff like that. So it's been a game changer. If if, if if you got anybody from Garmin listening out there, they need to get their TT 15s figured out. I'm sick of them frying. <laughs> so, that's yeah. a whole different. I don't know how many. <laughs> we can do a part two to that, but
1: I, I had uh, I had two fail on me this year. Um, in one race, I I had uh, I had one caller working out of three, and uh, and two dogs that were. So I had two collars and two dogs that were not working very good. So I took the one, one and the collar wasn't on one of the good dogs. So I was like, take this collar off this dog, put it on that dog in case I lose a dog. I I keep the good dog and the good collar. That's what I want to get back.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So it's, it's been quite the experience, you know, and, and truthfully, I am, I am pretty new to the big game, big game side of it. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much been coon hunting the majority of my life. I mean, and when it comes down to it, you know, I don't coon hunt for competition. I, I do it for basically the joy of it. You know, I run, I run coons, like I run bears and, you know, pack hunt them with dogs and stuff like that. It's more fun for me to listen to the dogs bark than worry about, I, you know, I, I couldn't even tell you the first thing about calling out points for a competition hunt. Right.
1: I've never been in one and I don't know the rules. I'm, it's uh,
2: different. Yeah. It's yeah and, different. and more power to those guys. Kudos to them. You know, that's, that, that's another way of hound hunting. Yeah. I don't think any hound hunter is better than any other hound hunter. It's just.
0: And it's such know? a, it's like one thing in our sport that I feel does give a pretty positive light on a, a big scale, you know, cause the competition hunts are all over. And the, you know, the benefit hunts that they do for children's hospitals and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And the fact that there's no heart. Absolutely. You know, it's a good platform for us to push, you know, hound hunting is a, a positive thing too.
2: Well, and how many of these, you know, how many of our big game hounds come out of competition dogs, you know. For sure. From crossbreeding or whatever, you know, it, it, you know, it all started with it, so. Oh, a bunch of
0: the dogs I started hunting with, you know, for bear, they were all hickory nut hairy stock, you know, or they'd go back, you know, like my Cameron dogs. Um, They, they were more big game bred, but when you started mixing in some of that competition stuff in the end, they're all dogs and everyone has their own trait, but
2: yeah, they all came from somewhere. Yeah. So I'm learning more and more people, you know, some people like to take the best of some dogs and put them together and hopefully get a, you know, get the best of both worlds in them. I'm not saying they're any better or any worse. It's just you know, crossbreed them making great dogs for the best of both worlds. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, shoot. He already hit the train wrecks, buddy. Was that the train wreck? Well, no, I mean, that was a train wreck, I would say, but he's got to have a better one.
2: I mean, that's that time lion hunting with Lopez and we walked that, that was probably, that was worse than the pickup breaking down as far as draining on a person.
0: And you went back hunting with him after that,
2: right? I, yeah, I've hunted with him quite a few years, I think. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess.
1: Yeah. No so case. what's your train wreck story then?
2: That was it. You know, breaking down that pickle. Oh, well, you
1: already gave your train wreck. You don't have any more. Uh, you, you are new, you, man. You are kind of new, man. Big, you're you're <laughs> oh, gonna have to get geez. some more stories.
2: All <laughs> right, right. It don't, it don't get too, you know, coon hunting up here. You know, we we get into close quarters. You know, you might end up in somebody's yard at eleven o'clock at night, and people don't really like to hear barking dogs and stuff like that. But they'd rather you get the coon out of the yard than. And have them in the yard, so we deal with some of that. Yeah,
1: right on. Well, like it doesn't sound as dangerous as drinking out of a stream.
2: No, I know. Yeah, I'll and be I, honest, Cody. I'm
0: sorry, I think you set me up for that one because I thought that was going to lead Lopez into like this awesome story, and then he he just had no answer to it. And yeah. I'm feeling like when you're like, Tony hey, just... tell us what the time you drank out of a stream, and Lopez is like.
2: Uh,
0: I uh, well, I thought Cody set me up. I'm like, touche, man. <laughs> like you totally got me to just look <laughs> like an idiot with Nate here.
2: We jackknife a trailer one time and crushed the side of his pickup. That was a fun time. I can remember that one. That was backing a trailer up. The, oh yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of stories a guy just, you know, sees over a year and doesn't doesn't remember so. We don't get too wild like that oh, you, out here. Most of the time you something. block
1: those stories out. You're like, I don't want
0: <laughs> yeah, right. If it costs you more than the $500 deductible, you, you got to block that out. Oh, yeah. Like broken back windows and. Yeah. Lo-
2: Lopez oh, yeah. always gives me grief because br- I bring my good pickup out there. I bring my good pickup out out there hunting or whatever why do you bring this well geez I gotta make it out here at least you know I <laughs> can't bring all you know I, I do most of my hunting around North Dakota in a 1986 F-150 and that I ain't driving that out there that's a long road trip in a single cab
1: <laughs> yeah right you take the going to town so, pickup you gotta go take the going to town pickup
2: yeah I just, uh, yep, gotta take the Take the town cruiser and oh yeah.
0: I just take buddy's (laughs) truck. Then I gotta call and say, Hey buddy, I screwed it up this weekend. (laughs) I blew the back window out again. That was number two. Oh. Yeah.
2: I'm I'm going on a trip. I need to put a little more insurance on the old girl this time, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So right on. Well, you got anything else you wanna touch on before we we end or
2: Not really. No, just, just, I really want to push those guys, join your associations out there, guys. I mean, some, some people out there think, Oh, what does the voice matter or whatever? It matters. You know, when you can step up with a bunch of people that are organized, it matters. People listen, you know, you got, you got a face in front of, you know, legislation and stuff like that where a lot of, where a lot of things get done. So join your associations guys
0: yeah and anybody you know if you're wanting to check out the associations that you can sign up for through us it's dusupply.com and it's on the join the fight tab and for any of you organizations out there with a a voting board you'll get a hold of us if you're interested in it and the board the board approves it get a hold of us and we can get you the information so that we can get you up there too awesome and if you're a plot guy
1: give us a call we need to have you on so we can we can we can make some ends with the plot guys
0: yeah, I feel like we've had a, a train here. We started with Phil, and then it went to Nate, yeah, we, and then I, Cody. So I feel like we need to pick somebody from this. Podcast. It's
1: gonna be. It's like the apology tour, right? <laughs> Whoever I gotta apologize to. So right now I gotta apologize to the plot guy. So I gotta find a plot guy to to apologize to. See, you're gonna the have to
2: find guy. some red bone guys here pretty quick too. So
1: yeah. there's not many of them. I mean, so I'm just doing the math. I'm like, yeah.
0: But there's a lot of plot, guys. I gotta, I'm probably going to work on that. So Collateral I mean, that, damage. The Redbone oh. guys are
2: collateral damage, right, buddy?
1: 2021 <laughs> Apology Tour, Buddy Woodbury. And, and we're
2: seeking a plot guy. Oh, yeah. Old Billy Coleman, he ain't liking us too much right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Have a good one, guys.